0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another edition of Red Carpet Trailer Trash. My name is Ian Collins, and joining me, as always, is the tw- is the 21st century to my 20th century Fox, Mr. Connor Rock.
1: That was that was a that was a few things there. Yeah, that's I'm so, definitely a way of putting I just, it. I just burnt my tongue on this coffee because I'm drinking it through a straw, so it won't show up. Like you won't hear me like on the recording. And so that's why I was a little I knew I was going to have to talk But I was like I was caught off guard Because I was Fucking with my burnt tongue That's a little bit of my life there For you That's the right response to Good work Yep So uh, uh, so that's I feel like We haven't done this in forever Although it's only been like Two weeks It has only been two weeks Yeah speaking of which How, how were your holidays Meh I guess holiday Only one happened so far
0: yeah, it was fine. Nothing. Yeah, that's it. Nothing super exciting happened. Got to see some friends from out of town uh, that I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, but for the most part, it was just kind of uneventful.
1: Yeah, mine was pretty much the same as every year. And then I had too many drinks with my cousin and almost got strep throat. So I didn't. And if you're wondering how do you almost get strep throat, well, I'll never tell. So okay, that was Christmas, classic Christmas.
0: Well, this week's episode is going to be a little bit different than usual. So usually, well, do
1: tell us how.
0: Usually, we would get started by reviewing the movie from last ep- from a uh, movie from last week, and then proceeding forward to look ahead to next week. Well, this time we're going to do a decade in review. And because that's going to be sort of the majority of this, uh, of this episode, we're going to start with the lone film of note coming out this weekend that I'm that we're aware of, and that would be The Grudge. So Connor, what is your opinion of The Grudge?
1: So I'm going to say what I'd say. I feel like at least once an episode, which. I've thought about it a little bit today, and this has made me very depressed uh, about the, the the movie situation uh, in our lives right now. But I I just think this is the Hollywood recycling of fairly popular horror movie. They're gonna not do it nearly as well, and uh, it's just I think it's another it's another cash grab because it's just from everything I've seen in the trailers. It looks like they've kind of modernized it to put it in, like, kind of today's horror movie terms, if that makes sense. Like, it has a lot more of a feel of a modern horror movie than the original 2004 Grudge? Oh, well, it sounds 2004. like I think it was 2004. Yeah. Okay. And I, I just, I, I don't know, because I, I love The Grudge. I, just, I think that is probably maybe one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Um, I was like a grown-ass man the first time I saw, it, well, I was 18 years old, so I'm legally a grown-ass man, and I was living in uh, freshman dorms at the time, and I had a roommate, and the, still, the night I saw the Grudge, like, I couldn't sleep because I was so freaked out just because, like, the imagery and the audio, and I know that's all now kind of been diluted because it's, like, been used so many times, but I just, I thought the original was just a great movie, I would say it still holds up today, and I think this is just another remake that doesn't really need to happen. Uh, all the scenes—I mean, we could talk about some, some specific scenes in a minute—but what, what's your take?
0: It, I—I I mean, it's pretty much what you just said. I am interested to see like how they like adjust it, what they do differently, just because it, like, there has to be something different, right? Like there has yeah, to. Yeah, I.
1: I would think they wouldn't just shell out a carbon copy, although a lot of the scenes look like they're just, like, technologically updated versions of the, the scenes we saw in the original Grudge, and maybe that's just to, you know, pull audiences in. But, yeah, I'd imagine they have to change something.
0: Yeah, I... I'll admit I've actually never seen the original Grudge.
1: Oh, it's a good one.
0: That's I've heard that it's, like, one of the scariest... Like, that was... That and the, the Ring were the two, like, peak J-horror, from what I understand.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I mean, I, w- I would definitely say that The Grudge is the scariest movie I've ever seen. So much to the point, like, I have not watched it again. Really? Not Yeah, and, like, it's on, it was on Netflix or Hulu, and I've scrolled past it. In October, I was like... And part of that's because I don't really want to ruin it. Like, I'll watch it again and be like, oh, man, this sucked. I'm kind of worried about that. But I. it's also a little bit because I'm like, I don't want to literally be awake because I can't go to sleep. I'm picturing this, like, ghost lady slithering across my floor making, like, the croaking noise. I don't want to do that again. I don't need that in my 26-year-old life, 25-year-old life. I don't know how old I am.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, All I remember from, <laughs> from the grudge is basically there's, like, the demon child that's like crawling around on the ground and muttering in Japanese, and then there's the the hair in the corner, and just weird stuff like that, is all I'm aware of.
1: Yeah, I mean that's pretty much what it is. It's like very pale, like sunken-eyed imagery. There's like a woman too. So the premise is, and I think it's this is the same for the new one, is. Uh, this woman goes to give hospice care to like a elderly like yeah that's, elderly woman. that's
0: how I understood it was the, that is the extent of my knowledge of the plot is that she starts yeah. getting haunted
1: yeah and I, I can't remember it, it, something is cursed like either the woman's curse or the house is cursed and then the curse moves on to her um, so I that, that's the premise and I think that's like I said the premise of the new one but it it kind of goes out of the house i mean there's a she- scene in the shower with like the back of the hand i think the scariest imagery from that is I th- she's in like a hospital at some point and she's like trying to get out because you know the the, the ghost is there and there's like the- she's going for the stairway and the door is just like kind of very cracked open and then like you hear the noise and i can't do the noise but if you think about the- like you I, I would hope people know the grudge noise. Yeah, I, I do know it's, what the
0: grudge noise is.
1: Yeah, so you hear that, and then just, like, in that crack of the door is just, like, the ghost lady's face. And I don't know why that stuck with me. I thought that was terrifying. Um, I
0: always thought that, the, like, the hand coming out of the hair was just a terrifying image.
1: Yeah, that I mean, that's freaky as shit, for sure. And it they show that in the trailers a little bit, and it looks like that's, like, a very... It's more... It's better done, like, because technology allows you know 15 years later for that to yeah. look better so that's a positive I guess but I still overall I maintain that I don't uh, I'm not super excited about it like I wish I could be more but I I really like the original I mean Sam Raimi knew what he was doing with the horror genre
0: Sam Raimi's the one that redid Evil Dead too so I'm not I'm not opposed to the idea that he could do something really cool with this, because I've heard very good things about the remake of Evil Dead.
1: Wait, is he... Is Raimi doing this one as well? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, then I d- didn't pay attention to these trailers. That makes me a lot more helpful. Or at least he's he did one the... of the
0: producers. I'm not sure if he's the director, but he has uh, something okay. to do with it.
1: Uh, well, that's, that, that's good, at least, that they're keeping him on board to... to... Do something, cause that that would that makes that makes me feel a lot more confident that it's gonna be different but truly original and also keep the same like tense uh, tense atmosphere and kind of disturbing imagery. I don't now. Okay, I'll have to look out what he's how he's involved. Cause I'm I'm glad to hear that though.
0: Happy could I, I could uh, set your mind at ease. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then he uh, started doing Spider-Mans. I guess he did the grudge in the middle of the Spider-Mans. Yep. And then Spider-Man 3 was scary because of how just bad it was. <laughs> wasn't wasn't great. Yeah, I, I really want to like Topher Grace as an actor, but casting him as Eddie Brock was just not... He wasn't. He was not a good villain. It was.
0: Uh, it's just weird to have him as Eddie Brock because I always imagined Eddie Brock as like the, uh, like the muscly, or maybe I'm thinking of Flash Thompson. I am thinking of Flash Thompson.
1: Yeah, he's like the more like muscly, like goon guy. And yeah. I, I I think Eddie Brock. I don't. I don't know too much about the the comics and the, for Eddie Brock, but I think he kind of took a very like he took a few different shapes and sizes over the... and, like, roles over the, the course of the Spider-Mens. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just think... Maybe I was watching too much of that 70s show at the time that I just... I could not take him seriously.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Sometimes you just get so into one character that it's hard to see them as anything else.
1: And it, I just... I also kind of feel like it was just too much. Like, I thought the Sandman's, like, story arc and character were really good... But then just throwing in Venom and then, like, the Harry Osborn, like, Hobgoblin, or I don't know if it's actually the Hobgoblin-like thing. I it's think just, he's just supposed like to be, lot. like,
0: the, the replacement for the Green Goblin.
1: Yeah, because there, there is a Hobgoblin, but I think it's someone totally different. I don't remember. There I got is, yelled at yes. by somebody. It could have been you. I got yelled at by somebody for mistaking him for the Hobgoblin, so...
0: You got yelled at by somebody?
1: Well, not actually yelled at, but, like, corrected by someone who is a real into the comics. Oh. It was nerd. like at some party one time. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember them really. So, was it just impacted my life? But uh, yeah. But now that
0: we've we've veered into Spider Man, I feel like we've pretty much said we uh, everything we had to say about the Grudge. Um, unless there was anything else you wanted to add.
1: I mean, honestly, it's fifteen years later. I guess it'll be technically 16-ish years if it is just like a shot for shot remake with better cgi i might not be as mad if they like absolutely like ruined it by trying to change it too much
0: it's an interesting approach i (laughs) don't really know how i feel about it i feel like it's unnecessary but they could do something with it to make it interesting enough to keep it around
1: yeah yeah you know what? I, yeah, I'm going to walk back what I just said. I don't want a shot-for-shot shot remake. I want something totally new. I don't know where I stand. I'm going to stop talking about The Grudge. Let's move into Decade in Review. Is that what we're calling it?
0: Uh Yeah, we're going to do a Decade in Review. So, uh, do we want to go, review. like, sort of, like, uh, genre by genre? Or do we want to do uh, just particular movies that stood out to us over the last decade?
1: I feel like we should try to do some genre because otherwise this is just gonna be chaos. Yeah, that's fair.
0: So let's start with uh, let's start with comedies.
1: Comedies, comedies, comedies. Okay, well, you you take uh, you take take point here. Oh, I do have one here. I found it. But go ahead.
0: Okay, so the there's two different things we can do with comedies. We can go into the more specific romantic comedies for like. Ten seconds. uh, Or we can just do comedies as a whole.
1: Uh, I don't know. What's your ten seconds on romantic comedies? Well, there's
0: only, like, two romantic comedies that... Like, there are a lot of romantic comedies that people apparently really enjoyed in the last decade. Like, The Big Sick came out, like, a year or two ago. That was supposed to be really good. I never went and and saw it. I'm not a big romantic comedy guy. Uh, I did really enjoy silver linings playbook uh
1: i actually i have that one yep
0: that is uh i it was weird because it wasn't an especially funny one but it was a very solidly entertaining
1: movie yeah the, i don't i was gonna put that more to like drama maybe dramedy but I, that was not the I, I wouldn't have filed that under comedy but yeah, I agree with you. That's
0: just sort of where. Well, that's just how I think it has been classified. I, I I'm not really sure, but uh, what its classification is because it's such a weird movie. But I think that uh, I think that Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence both did excellent jobs in that and were were probably the were some of the most compelling performances in a comedy. Uh, throughout the entire decade uh if we're going to classify it as romantic comedy i think it was just as a movie itself probably the best romantic comedy of the decade
1: yeah i i would absolutely agree with that i mean i i have 11 movies here and it made the list not that my movie taste is like the epitome of good movie taste but i just i think it was their like you said their performances were solid uh it just it was a good story it was a kind of like dumbed down but still slightly real look at like mental health and mental health issues mm-hmm. so it was i i, I really like that movie i've probably watched it maybe 4 or 5 times
0: it's really good i really i really like the uh like i said it just uh that's i think that's what jennifer lawrence won her oscar for but i just think that bradley cooper especially stood out as how he did it being the the main focus of the film
1: Yeah. And, yeah, it it was it was good. And
0: the only other romantic comedy that I like can think of that I really enjoyed this decade was The Proposal back in like 2010 2011 with uh, Sandra Bullock and
1: Sandra Bull- Yeah. and
0: Ryan Reynolds. And who-
1: I did not see that. I just I really loved Ryan existed. Reynolds
0: and so It's not an especially good movie, or an especially funny movie, but Ryan Reynolds just knows how to entertain me uh, thoroughly as an actor, and so I just, that's sort of my blip about The Proposal. I enjoyed it, because I enjoy Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. is a good actress, so there's that.
1: Yeah, they're both, uh, yeah, Sandra Bullock's great, Ryan Reynolds is great, and I don't know, I just never got around to watching it. I think I've heard more about the proposal, like in the last two years, than when did it come out? do You say?
0: Like, I want to say it was twenty eleven.
1: Twenty eleven. Yeah. So I think I've heard more about it in the last two years than I have in the whole, like, or not the whole, like, the, when it came out, because people just kept oh, referencing it. Oh wait, that
0: it. came out in two thousand
1: nine. Oh, get it out of here! I think <laughs> it's it, I gone. Think,
0: I think it can't. Oh no, it came out in June nineteenth. Well, that's some bullshit. Fucking I was get it. lied nope. to. Forget that <laughs> Proposal shit. Has Ignore, been canceled.
1: Delete everything that we
0: sh- I just said to compliment it.
1: Future me, edit all of that out. The um, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, no. Uh, so
0: that was just a waste of waste of time. So moving on to other comedies, uh, there so, were some some quality comedies that came out in the last decade.
1: Uh, all right, I I got one one comedy. Well. Depending on how you look at it, maybe three. But the other ones are more like, I'd call them drama slash. It's kind of like a long silver linings playbook. Yeah. But the one I got, it might be a little controversial. But I thought Twenty One Drum Street was great.
0: Oh, it was hilarious. I actually hadn't thought of that one. It was a very funny movie as a whole. Like as as writing goes, as general artistically, I'm not sure it would be like a top film. But just entertainment value and having a lot of laughs. Channing Tatum and uh, uh, Jonah Hill are just both hilarious. With Rob Riggle coming in for a bit. Uh, I think yeah. Dave Franco's in there. It's just it's just a hysterical film.
1: Yeah, I, I really liked it. I didn't think I was going to like it. I think this is the movie that made me like actually appreciate Channing Tatum as an actor. Or I lied. <laughs> This is the end made me appreciate Channing Tatum as an actor. that was another movie <laughs> I was going to bring up was this is the end see i didn't I didn't like that one that much. I just thought the the Channing Tatum cameo was really funny, and then like when Michael Sarah dies was funny, and that's really all I remember. Well,
0: from it. I very much enjoyed seeing Michael
1: Sarah die because as I feel like <laughs> we've discussed
0: before on this podcast, I just don't like michael
1: sarah i I'm sure you' you have like a five to maybe eight minute like monologue about how much you hate Michael well, uh, It might not be that long, but it's on one of these episodes. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed that film.
0: Unless you want to talk more about 21 Jump Street, I'm going to dive into uh, this is the
1: end. No, I mean, like, it's just, it, yeah, you're right. It's got a good cast. I mean, Brie Larson was in it, Ice Cube. Like, you were right, Rob Riggle, uh, Dave Franco, Jenny Hill. And it just, I, it was unexpectedly funny. Uh, just, and then the second one was okay, I guess, but the first one is what I really want to talk about because it was. It, it like I agree with you, it's not a great movie by any standards, but it's solid in entertainment, and it's one of the movies. I guess this is how I should preface pretty much all these movies on my list. They're like movies that I wouldn't mind if I just had to like watch them like once a week. As of right now, I don't know if I actually could watch them once a week. Well, but... that
0: would go. That would end very quickly. I mean,
1: that, that would kill anything, I think. Yeah. But it, uh, That's how I kind of put it. Like, I, I, I don't mind watching these movies over and over again. And I could definitely... I've probably watched that like two or three times. And I kind of want to watch it again now. But on to you. What were you going to say?
0: So this is the end. I thought that the, the chemistry amongst all the people there really helped it. Because they are friends in real life. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so it was very much just sort of them trying to be, trying to write as themselves and portraying themselves to a a little, like, piped-up level. Danny McBride as the villain is spectacular. James Franco playing, like, an over-the-top kind of creepy version of himself. Jonah Hill being a condescending bastard. It was just it It definitely took some risk, but I think that it really hit on just about all of them, and it was it was new it was new, it was different, and I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, so, that's fair. so did you uh, did you have any other:
1: uh no, not not for comedy. I think if we don't get into the other ones that I might classify as like sorta comedies, I'll talk about them eventually, but nothing. Nothing like pure. Uh,
0: Well, then I'll go on. I also really thoroughly enjoyed We're the Millers. The We're the Millers is one movie that I just... It was exactly my style of humor. Uh, Jason Sudeikis plays the drug dealer that has to smuggle drugs out of Mexico with his fake family of Jennifer Aniston, Emma Roberts, and some kid who was in The Maze Runner. And Mitsumar.
1: <laughs> some kid who is in the Maze Runner.
0: I, he's he's been in a lot of stuff, but I just have never learned what his name was. Yeah. Uh, Nick Offerman also plays like a DEA agent, if I'm not mistaken. But it's it just thoroughly has like a very smarmy, very sarcastic sort of humor that just makes me laugh every time I watch it. That's where the uh, the old joke. No, no regrets. Really, not not even a single letter.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've never seen that, but I've seen a lot of like memes from it. Yeah, no, it's
0: it's just uh, it's just right up my alley of humor, and so I thoroughly enjoyed it.
1: Uh, his name um, is Will Poulter. He's the guy from Bandersnatch, who is like yeah, wrong path or whatever, wrong path, mate, mm-hmm. and you know, he kills himself because that was a whole trippy fucking like two and a half hours of my life
0: yeah it was um trying to actually this year there was a comedy that came out called the art of self-defense that i thought was just hysterically funny i think it's, you talked
1: about this one isn't that like the kind of like drier like it a, is
0: it is basically delivered as serious but the the it's very dry and delivered as serious, almost like monotone, almost emotionless throughout. And that's actually why it's so funny, because of what's going on is so ridiculous and um, kind of painful, because uh, the it's about an accountant who gets mugged at night, and then he uh, ends up deciding that... Uh, he needs to learn to protect himself so, or needs to protect himself. So he gets, uh, he goes to buy a gun and then it like learns about all the statistics about ending up, uh, having it used on yourself and the risk of dying from a gun related injury and that sort of stuff. And so he decides to learn karate instead.
1: <laughs> and
0: and it's, uh, he just embraces it whole hog in a in just an utterly ridiculous fashion, uh, but Jesse Eisenberg plays it so straight that I think he's the only noteworthy like recognizable actor in it. But it's he plays it straight, and it is hysterically funny in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think you talked to me about this before when we were at that like burger place with Pat and Kate. And yeah, that's like when we decided we were gonna do this. That was the same night where we decided we were gonna waste an hour of our life every every week. Um,
0: hold on. We're also wasting the hour an hour of the life of anyone else who's watched it who's listening to us.
1: That's true, and I used to waste like another two hours of my life until I really cut corners editing this. <laughs> but uh it, it sounds good. I, you make me want to watch that. I'm not actually gonna try to make a point to see it somewhere.
0: Uh, it is admittedly like very niche and may not be uh, everyone's style. Uh, I've already done my review of Jojo Rabbit in a previous episode, but that's another great, great comedy from uh, this decade. The Would you say that the Grand Budapest Hotel is a comedy?
1: That was, yeah, I'd probably say it's a, a comedy. And that was, it was so close to making my list. I just didn't feel comfortable talking about it because I haven't seen it in forever.
0: I love Wes Anderson. I've only seen, I think I've only seen three of his movies, but they are. I've just th- I, he has that. I think it's called twee. Is the style that most people use to describe him. It's just so quirky and fun, and I think that he just delivers thoroughly in Grand Budapest Hotel and having Ray Fiennes as the as the uh, maybe not main character but like central figure. Uh, Edward Norton comes in as the police officer. It's the the cast is excellent and the delivery of all the jokes are great. And I, I, it's it's one of Wes Anderson's. Granted, I haven't seen many of them, but I I really enjoyed this film and it makes me want. It made me want to see more Wes Anderson films.
1: Yeah, I, I I think it's his best one, or it's the one I like the best out of. And I've only seen Moonrise Kingdom, uh, The Life Aquatic, this, and shit. What was that other one? It doesn't matter. But I think I've heard I,
0: the Royal Tenenbaums is supposed to be his best one.
1: I actually I haven't seen that one, so I, that might hold true still. But I think that this is this was a, just a great movie. I, I I agree with everything he said, and. I, Wes Anderson's, his, his style is just, like, that's, it, that's what I really liked about Moonrise Kingdom, was like, I, you can't, I don't know how to put it into words, and maybe twee is what they call it, I've never heard that, but I don't, <laughs> I don't run in these circles. It's just, it's something really unique, and I'm I'm glad that you mentioned this, because I think it it would have been, uh, not a crime, but a, a lesser crime, a misdemeanor to not mention at least one Wes Anderson film. Well, we might mention two.
0: I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna mention another one because that was the last. Unless do you want to say the Big Short is. Uh, what was the Big Short? That was about the financial crisis. That was the one with Brad Pitt and uh, uh, Steve uh, Carell.
1: I Ryan Gosling. Yeah, maybe kind of. I don't know. I wouldn't put that into comedy. Comedy. Okay. Uh, We can mention it later.
0: Then, before we move on to like dramas, let's go to animation. Did you have any animated films you wanted to mention for this?
1: No, we might as well segue. I do have a few. We might as well segue right into what you're about to say, because we were just talking about Wes Anderson.
0: In that case, we got to mention Isle of Dogs. I loved Isle of Dogs. It is, I'd say it's probably my second, um, I think it might be my second favorite animated film from the decade. I just, I found it incredibly entertaining. The voice acting work, that cast was just stacked. Scarlett Johansson, Edward Norton, Liam Neeson, uh, just everyone was in it. It, It's such a unique, once again, it's Wes Anderson, so he has a unique style, but the animation style in, in and of itself was also unique, so that was fun. Uh, I just loved this movie.
1: Yeah, I still haven't seen it. You talk about it all the time though so I feel like I need to it it was kind of like a it was like claymation almost but like more with dolls than clay figures
0: yeah it was it was uh what is it uh stop motion, motion capture
1: stop motion motion capture? yeah stop well, motion most. that's what it was but yeah I'm looking at some pictures of it now and yeah it. I, I that's another one I need to make a point to see I think this is just going to be the movies I try to watch like in the next couple months the, the list is, is this episode <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, was there was there one that you had in mind that you wanted to mention?
1: So I'm pretty sure we're going to mention the same one. So I'll save that in a second. But I also had the Lego Movie, and
0: Lego Movie was a good one. I wasn't going to mention it, but it, I'm definitely okay with you throwing it on this.
1: Yeah, I just thought you know the original one. It was it was a big old Lego commercial, but Playmobil should have you know stolen a little more from the book because it just it worked. It was funny. I mean. Will Arnett's Batman, I think, is one of the most entertaining, one, versions of Batman, and two, just characters to be, like, played. I never saw the original, or not the original, the, uh, like, the follow-up Lego Batman movie. It was okay. But I I think, uh, and I think it was, uh, Chris... Chris
0: Pratt played, uh, the main Uh, character.
1: Yeah, I want to say Chris Pine for whatever reason, but I was like, that's not right. But yeah, then Chris Pratt is Emmett or whatever, and, uh, I'm sure there were more people that i can't will ferrell played uh oh yeah he was a bad guy yeah like mr man or whatever i don't remember it was like
0: a corporate boss or something
1: yeah i i just i remember going into lego movie being like this is gonna be dumb as shit and walking out of there being like that was a surprisingly good story with surprisingly like convincing deliveries of all the characters and i thought it was unique and and cool
0: would you guys for us to say that everything is awesome no, I I would
1: not go that far. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, so, uh,
0: did you have any other uh in mind for yeah, animation? yeah, I mean,
1: obviously into the Spider-Verse is is up yeah. there and that's I think I mean, it it already won like best animation or best animation. Yeah, that uh that
0: did win over uh that did win over Isle Dogs. Dogs. Yeah. And I I actually have them very like neck and neck. Uh, but I think that just the animation, because it is animation, I think that it was such a unique animation style, and just as a film, I think, just artistically, it was, without question, the best.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, that is just a gorgeous movie. Uh, you've seen that one, that one, I forget what it is, it's somebody, it's like a Twitter feed or something that goes through and just stops it in every frame, and they're all absolutely beautiful like they didn't they didn't skimp out at all in animating that and i hadn't
0: seen that but that sounds like it'd be really trippy
1: i mean yeah a little bit because some of them are like kind of strange but like it's all just very clean and just because you know like the movie was so colorful and the performances in that movie were great too i think that is one of the best like spider-man it is the
0: best Spider-Man movie that's that's been made, in my opinion. Maybe yeah, Spider-Man 2, but... No, I mean,
1: I, I think that's absolutely the best Spider-Man movie that's been made. But I think it's one of the most, like, accurate portrayals of Spider-Man 2. As far as, like, Peter Parker goes, and then Miles Morales. I don't know anything about, like, Spider-Man, Noir, or whatever the hell John Mulaney's thing. Noir. Pig, pig oh, boy. the fact that
0: they got John Mulaney to play Spider-Man. Uh, what was it? Spider, uh, Spider Ham. Ham. Yeah. And they and they got uh, Nicolas Cage to play Spider Noir was spectacular.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was great. So I, um, I I'd go as far to, I think that's my favorite. I think that's the best animated movie of the decade.
0: I I think that that's that's an easy sell. Uh, I will say that unless you had anything else, that I'm gonna just mention a few Pixar movies because you can't really. Uh, Disney and Pixar movies that came out this year, this decade, because you can't really do anything without mentioning yeah, Disney
1: that's, and Pixar. That's fair. I kind of overlooked them all because like, I don't know, some of them are probably on there, but yeah, go ahead.
0: Uh, so My personal favorite of the Disney movies that came out this decade would be Coco. I thought that just the story itself, it was a little predictable, but just the music, the uh, the story it was compelling, it was entertaining. I just I think it's like my th- second or third favorite Pixar movie that they've made. Uh, Toy Story three came out in twenty ten. Uh, that's it's allowed. Uh, that is my favorite of the Toy Story trilogy, which is a controversial opinion apparently.
1: Um, well, my favorites too, and apparently that's a bullshit horrible opinion so yeah no
0: i i i am the person that says that that is was a (laughs) horrible opinion for those that are curious um the uh incredibles 2 which is i'm including just because it's the sequel to my favorite pixar movie uh it was okay it was probably i would say it's the best of the sequels uh, and at least since Toy Story 2, but I would actually say it's the best Pixar sequel that they've had.
1: Um, I, I don't really remember it. I think I was very inebriated when I watched it. That um, sounds like you. <laughs> but um, I, I have and, generally good feelings.
0: And then I think it, we would be remiss not to mention Frozen, uh, which also came out in 2013. Uh, I It was a very solid princess movie that... Uh, Disney hasn't really been able to tell effectively. Uh, I think Tangled actually may have come out. Did that come out in 2010? That's another popular uh, uh, Disney princess movie. T- yeah, but, Tangled was
1: 2010.
0: Uh, so those are two Disney princess movies that came out that were very well received, very well liked. Um, what about the Princess and the Frog? Um,
1: that was 2009.
0: Fuck it, it's ah. not allowed. Not allowed. Okay, so the yeah, uh, Frozen was like a, uh, just a cultural phenomenon, and that it has to, it's worth noting. It was a very good movie with excellent, uh, excellent music to it, uh, great soundtrack. But I I wouldn't put it as my like top three, or I'm not even sure if I'd put it top five. Animated pictures of the of the decade. It, this was a good decade for animated movies. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then I think if, unless you have anything else to add, I would think we can move on to sci-fi.
1: Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, so uh, along the along the same lines as like Frozen, because of its cultural phenomenalism, I think the first sci-fi. I guess you it's sci-fi. Whatever. I I have the Avengers on my list. Just because of what that like spurred for into. For sci-fi,
0: uh, uh, if we're gonna do that, I think we should just do superhero movies then, because that's in and of itself so much of the movies that have come out for the last decade.
1: Yeah, I mean i i would I just included the Avengers, and then I mean, there's definitely been some great Marvel movies, like, but I, I didn't really think it's worth running through all of them.
0: Yeah, I I would just say that if. For Marvel movies, I would say that the the Avengers was, like you said, a cultural occurrence. And it was the first time something like that had ever been done. Uh, so it's definitely worth acknowledging. And then, uh, in the same way, Infinity, uh, not Infinity War, Endgame, which came out this year, uh, the highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah. Uh, it's... It was a cultural event. It was such a cultural event that it was bracketed in by a week in each direction of nobody releasing a movie because they didn't want to have to try to compete with it. It was a monster at the box office. Everyone wanted to see it. Uh, It was the culmination of, I believe, it was twenty three movies, three thousand minutes of screen time. Uh, I love you three
1: thousand. Makes sense. Yep, and it was it was just an event. Because <laughs> otherwise, that's just a fucking weird thing to say. <laughs> yep,
0: but the I'll also throw out uh, my personal favorite of the Marvel movies. Uh, Winter Soldier came out this decade.
1: You know, I really didn't like that one at first, but upon rewatching, I that was a good movie. That was a really good movie.
0: I I love that movie. If we go with
1: personal favorites, I think mine's Ragnarok. That's Just a good one. I like the tone shift. I really enjoyed like, it. It it's, made me it, like Thor again.
0: <laughs> it's nice to see like a very like a, a funnier like lighter side movie. Uh, also, the only Thor movie that was good. Don't at me.
1: No, that's true. That's real. That's. Uh,
0: and then, uh, if we want to talk about superhero movies that were not in the Marvel MCU. I would throw out that Logan and The Dark Knight Rises were both excellent movies. I think Logan was the best superhero movie that came out this decade.
1: I forgot about Logan. That yeah, I would put that on my list. That's a good one.
0: That one was excellent. Um, Deadpool, an R-rated superhero movie, which is uncommon, and that's I suppose we could have included that as a comedy. Just, it was so different. Oh, uh, yeah, so shit. You... I forgot
1: about Deadpool, too. Both of those, yeah. I, I, I absolutely agree. Deadpool, like, changed the game. And luckily, there weren't too many, like, imposters.
0: Yeah. Dark Knight Rises, finishing off the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Uh, Christopher Nolan's just excellent. I think it doesn't get the recognition it deserves because of how good The Dark Knight was and just how just perfect of a movie it was. Uh, but Dark Knight Rises is still an an overall very good, very good film. Uh, and then, what would you say was the best DC movie that came out of from the DC EU?
1: I mean, I haven't seen Aquaman, and I've heard that's okay, but I, I think it's got to be Wonder Woman.
0: I I was that's what I was gonna say too. It, I think it has to be Wonder Woman.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just... It was a surprisingly really good movie. Shit, you know what? I want to, I want to take that again, and I should have, in all seriousness, been like it was Suicide Squad. Because I wanted to maybe give you a heart attack.
0: I, I would have just said you were lying. <laughs> I would have called your bullshit. Yeah, that's
1: true. No one can have that opinion. But yeah, Wonder Woman was just great. I mean, I, I still maintain that it gets a little cheesy at the end. Like... This dude she met for a little bit, like teaches her how to love or whatever bullshit it was, but yeah. it, it was it was all in all a really good movie it was it was a surprising gem in the d c crap pit
0: mm-hmm uh okay, now that we've gone through superhero movies, let's continue on to sci fi after that little diversion,
1: yeah, I don't know if I have anything else I would well okay, so sci fi i guess let's what i want to say her. Are we gonna, can we call that sci-fi?
0: I'd say that's sci-fi. Okay. I actually never saw her. Uh, I've heard good things, but let me know what you think.
1: I, I really liked it. I think Joaquin Phoenix did a great job. I mean, uh, I've heard a few people kind of compare it to Joker in the sense of, like, it's very, like, him playing off himself. Except in this, you get Scarlett Johansson as an operating system that he, like, falls in love with. And then they, like, have, like, a transcendence and and swoop away into the fucking atmosphere. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it was, it was really good. His performance was great. Scarlett Johansson was a believable operating system. There's a kind of weird sex scene. But other than that, it was, it was really good. I, I would recommend it.
0: I would say that my favorite sci-fi film of the last decade, it would have to be Ex Machina.
1: Was that this decade?
0: I believe it was. I'll check, but I'm pretty sure X. Oh yeah, it's
1: 2014. Damn.
0: That movie, I thought that the, all of the performances were great. Um, it was, it was such a unique story and one I hadn't heard before, and just the idea of applying a Turing test to become the basis for the plot of a film. Uh, it was so unique and something that was actually new and different that I just loved it. Uh, I didn't think it got enough attention when the awards rolled around, but I think that I think that, that was probably the best one of the decade.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't remember it quite well enough to speak to it, but I do remember thinking fondly about it. Um, I think some other mentions was Arrival. I don't want to yeah, talk that's... too much about it, but it was like it was pretty good i liked it
0: i i have not seen arrival so i cannot say much about it
1: and then i think other than that i also have the martian
0: the martian would be up there too yeah uh matt damon it's very like uniquely funny sci-fi kind of especially considering the considering the subject matter
1: yeah, and I mean, I think we've we've talked about that before on here. But you got a, a lot of that credit goes to Andy Weir, just how he wrote the yeah. book, and Matt Damon just played that character perfectly. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: I think he won a Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Comedic Role.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I would believe it because that was just that was a great movie, um, you know, true to the book, which was pretty true to science. And it was it was just a really fun Mars movie, even though it was it should have been depressing as shit.
0: Yeah, it really should have been, shouldn't it?
1: Uh, that's that's all on my list, though.
0: The uh, there was also Gravity, which was yep. an interesting movie where it was just sort of it was just Sandra Bullock, and it's an interesting approach, uh, but it's not. I it was not something that. It was good on an artistic level, but it was not something that really captured my imagination as much. Um, would you consider Mad Max Fury Road to be a a I sci-fi?
1: Think, yeah, it was definitely sci-fi. And that, I was going to put that on the list, but I don't know. I hesitated. I didn't.
0: Tom Hardy uh, is, if not, he, he's, I would say he's a top five actor working today. Uh, and all you have to do is look at Dunkirk to see that. He relays so much information with his eyes. And he, this was, this I, I think this may have been his coming out party. Or like, or maybe not his coming out party, but something where he was on the main stage and people were showing him the respect he deserved. But if we want to talk about his coming out party, I think that we should finish off with the last sci-fi movie, Inception, with Christopher Nolan, which is... A close runner-up to Ex Machina in my eyes for uh, best sci-fi movie of the decade.
1: You know, I'm I'm gonna be controversial here, and like I get Inception, like I get why it's so popular, but I just I don't know. I didn't like it that much. Like nothing, it it was really good once, but I don't think I'd want to watch it again.
0: That's fair. Well, I'm I'm not big on rewatching a lot of movies. Uh there's a few movies that ha- having a movie that's rewatchable and one that's uh that's just generally good is different. Like I saw Uncut Gems over the weekend and it was very good, but I would not want to watch it again at all. Okay, so so moving on next, uh do we want to do action movies before we get to before we get to the drama?
1: Uh, yeah, and actually, hold on, let me just throw in... Because I wanted to do a little bit on horror movies. Do you have any of those?
0: Oh, yeah, I completely forgot about horror movies for okay. some reason. Okay, I I, I was just
1: going to throw them in uh, if you didn't I have was them.
0: gonna, I was actually... I think I was going to leave that for last so we can make it Connor's spooky corner.
1: Oh, shit, alright, yeah, that's fine. So let's get into action movies. I only have one, because I've said this multiple times, I'm not a big action movie guy. So I only have one that I can think of. There might be some more that you mentioned that I agree with. And uh, the action movie, I think it can fit under there, but I have Django Unchained.
0: Uh, I wouldn't have thought of that as an action movie, but I agree with you that it's one of the best of the decade. I've said before uh, that I love the Quentin Tarantino films. I uh, Django's probably towards the bottom of that list, but it's a list that I don't. There isn't a bad choice of the movies I've seen. Uh, Django Unchained is a great one. I would throw the John Wick trilogy on there as probably the best action from this decade.
1: Yeah, I forgot about John Wick. I, I agree. I only saw the first one though, or like half of the first one, but yeah, you get the you get the gist.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. Uh, I, I don't know which one I like the most. Because it's, it gets a little more over the top, uh, as it proceeds. Uh, but I, so I think I like the first one the best. But it's just such a, such an entertaining, it's exactly what you want from an action movie. Then there were some Mission Impossible movies that I didn't end up seeing. Uh, and I think the only other action movie sort of thing is sort of like a heist movie and it just doesn't seem like it falls under drama would be baby, baby driver. Did you see baby driver?
1: Oh no, but I've heard I've heard mixed things about it. Cuz isn't it like very like musical?
0: Uh it's very it's not very musical, but the soundtrack is very like factored into like the mood and it's a big part of the film.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's maybe that's what I was talking about. Like it's not like the soundtrack n- almost like narrates, uh,
0: to an extent, yeah. But I think it's I think it's done really well, and that it's something that's definitely if you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth watching. Um, some a lesser known one that came out uh, was Snowpiercer.
1: Uh, yeah, I've heard that's really good. It's almost it is, like,
0: it is a great movie. I I didn't know it existed until a couple years ago when my friend told me it was on Netflix. Definitely worth the watch.
1: That's like um, almost like horror thriller. Yeah, right? it's it's
0: sort of a a weird one like that. And yeah. then I'd also throw Sicario. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I, that's probably one that people would probably what the fuck is want Sicario? It's the it's the movie about the uh, Mexican hitman that helps Emily Blunt and Josh
1: Brolin. I don't think I've even heard of this.
0: I believe it was nominated for best picture in 2015.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean me not hearing of something isn't like groundbreaking, so Yeah. I'll take your oh, word man. for and it. Oh man, and then
0: Drive came out in 2011.
1: Yeah, I thought about putting that on my list, but I just I don't know, I didn't love it. Okay. Uh let's move on to
0: dramas.
1: All right. So I got quite a few here. Well, three. Um and, I mean, they're not super, like, I don't know. What what are, like, what are you classifying as dramas? These are more, like, the like, these are my, like, floaters that I guess are more just, like, story movies.
0: Well, it's, I'm going to include biopics in here, too, because, like, you're going to have stuff like Lincoln and Wolf okay. of Wall Street, Theory of Everything, Imitation Game, like, some, that sort of stuff is all going to fall in here. All great movies that are definitely worth a watch.
1: Okay, I have well. So we'll put we'll put a few in there. So these are maybe lesser known movies. So the first one I want to throw in is The Kids Are All Right. That was like kind of a, I don't remember when it came out, um, but it's um, Mark Ruffalo. I think Josh Hutcherson's in it. Hutchin Hutcherson, the dude from the Hunger Games. I believe Games. it's Hutchinson. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll
0: effort this. <laughs>
1: but um, uh, what what was but it's it's just the the premise of the movie is just like this like lesbian couple and their two kids and they're having like marriage problems and then one of them like fucks Mark Ruffalo and nothing really happens in the movie but I just I really like it I think Mark Ruffalo's performance was really good uh, I think it's Julian Moore is one of the Julian moms. Moore it is yeah,
0: yeah I just looked it up on IMDb
1: yeah it's, it's it's really good and it's just like a good you know story it's if you got an hour and a half to kill or whatever you it's like, it's a solid It's a solid just story. That's that's the best I can sell Mm -hmm. it as. Um,
0: I just saw something that I should have included under action films. Hell or High Water uh, and uh, Logan Lucky are two sort of like Western-style heist movies that are really good that I think should be thrown into the action movie. Uh, Definitely worth a watch. But if we're going to do dramas... I think that uh potentially my favorite movie of the year of the decade. And this could be like a sort of a weird one, but I absolutely loved Birdman with Michael Keaton.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about putting that on here too. I I did. I really enjoyed that. I mean,
0: just the way it was shot where there there were more cuts in the tra- in the 30 second trailer than there were in the actual movie.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, because they like hit him and the camera spins or whatever. It was it was shot very interesting, long
0: shots, and then like yeah. when it it fades and just, he just gave such a such a personal performance and just uh, who was the actor? Who was the Inarritu? Uh, I don't what? Alejandro, a so, uh, Mexican director, uh, did sort of a magical realism, which is uh, it was. So effectively done, Emma Stone, Michael Keaton, Edward Norton, Zach Galifianakis—strangely enough, all just excellent in the film. Uh, effective, really conveyed their personality well, their their characters well. The interaction he had with the critic in the bar was just—it was tense, but also entertaining. Uh, just, I adored this uh, that movie. It was. Without question, my favorite of the of the decade.
1: Yeah, Birdman was pretty good. It was it was. I agree. Uh, uh, so my next movie I got under under the drama category is this is actually my favorite movie. Like this is a movie I could watch over and over and over again, and you're not gonna like it because it's a coming of age story. But I want you to mm-hmm. hear me out. <laughs> it's called Wish I Was, or no, that's that's the next one I talked to. I'll talk to that one next. But it's called The Way Way Back. And oh, is
0: that the one with uh is it, that the one with Josh
1: Pack? No, that's The Wackness.
0: Oh, okay. What's the but, way way back?
1: It's about like this kid whose mom just like found a new boyfriend and they're going out Is that and... Steve Carell? Yeah, so this is you got okay. Tony Collette, Steve Carell, Allison Janney, uh Amanda Peet, Sam Rockwell, Jim Rash, Nat Faxon, Maya Rudolph is in it. Like, it's just got a killer cast, and it's just solidly entertaining, because it's also... This is the first movie, maybe one of the only movies, that I've seen where Steve Carell is, like, a very serious role. Like, he's, like, the dick new mom's boyfriend. He's not, mm-hmm. like, being wacky Steve Carell, you know, like, uh, Dinner for Schmucks Steve Carell. Yeah. Um, but, and then Sam Rockwell plays, like, a really big part in it, too, and I love Sam Rockwell, and... It's just it's a it it is a coming of age story, but it's just there's so much more going on in it, and the the cast is just phenomenal, and I think it won not like big awards, but it won a few like through Sundance or something, and uh, it's just a good movie. I'd I'd recommend it.
0: Yeah, I I can't I can't say I'm super interested in it just because it is the. uh it is a coming of age, but it's I would definitely be willing to to hear it out. Uh, other other movies, because we're we're starting to run a little long. Granted, is the uh, and we want to get to Connor's Spooky Corner to discuss the horror movies.
1: Uh, so the last one, I'll just say a few sentences on it. I was, wish I was here. That's like Zach Braff's second movie. I think oh, it's the second yeah. movie. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. Worth worth checking out. Uh, I mean, think like Garden State, but like a little less. Hipster and more like yeah
0: no I've actually I've actually seen that one
1: oh really yeah yeah I I liked it a lot I had a good time with it
0: yeah the uh, just going through some of the other ones worth noting uh, the Social Network Jesse Eisenberg was excellent in there True Grit was the Coen Brothers take on it um, and that was another western yeah Moneyball well, and The Help came out oh I forgot The Help
1: Good catch, because I I totally forgot about the help. Uh,
0: I think I already mentioned Lincoln when I was listing the list of like four uh, that were... Dallas Buyers Club is one that a lot of people forget, but I thoroughly enjoyed Matthew McConaughey's performance in that. Uh, I don't think it was actually good enough to steal the Oscar away from Leonardo DiCaprio and Wolf of Wall Street, but apparently they disagreed with me. Um, anything else that stands out? We already mentioned The Big Short. Uh, just a thoroughly entertaining movie that it could... It it was a bit jumbled at places, but I really like Adam McKay's, uh, style in doing that. Um, Darkest Hour, I'd say, was a close... Second to Wolf of Wall Street when it comes to best performance of the decade. Grant, I did not see Lincoln, but I think that the two best performances were uh, for a leading actor had to be Leonardo DiCaprio in Wolf of Wall Street. And then uh, I adored Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour. Uh, Dunkirk didn't get enough playing, in my opinion, as I think it should have won. The best picture back in 2017. I think that may have been everything I had for dramas, unless there was something that you wanted to throw out there.
1: Uh, no, I guess maybe this is action, maybe this is a drama, I think it's worth it to just mention it, but Lawless was a really good movie, that was like 2011, maybe, maybe it was later than that.
0: That's the, uh, the Shia LaBeouf, Tom Hardy, about yeah, the, like moonshining, dis- yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it, but I'm not sure if I'd put it in sort of the best of for this decade.
1: That might be fair. Maybe I need to reevaluate. I haven't watched it in a while. I just remember being very. It was very
0: compelling and very entertaining, but it was—I mean—it was Shia LaBeouf as the star, so it's sort of iffy.
1: Yeah, there there was somebody else. I mean, there were like three brothers that were kind of the main characters, and that movie actually made me like like Tom Hardy a lot. Yeah. And it was that one for whatever reason. But, uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got for uh, all that stuff. For dramas.
0: Okay, and now it's... Uh...
1: The return now of the Spooky can... Corner. Connor's Spooky Corner. Last Spooky Corner of 2019. Whew. So, I, I only got two horror movies. I don't really thought... I don't think a lot of them deserve to be on, like, best of the decade, even in the horror genre. Um. So, I got Hereditary. Because that was just... That was the first horror movie I've watched in a long time. That was just genuinely like scary, creepy, took turns you didn't really see coming, and was just kind of original. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I thought about putting like I think uh, I I won't say that because I think the, you're gonna put these on the list, and I will agree with you. Um, and then the other one I have is Suspira or Suspiria. I don't really know how to pronounce it. Um, it's like a remake of a. French don't quote me on that horror film from like the eighties, maybe it was longer than that. Don't quote me on any of that um but it's about like a dance academy that's run by a coven of witches and it's one of those like real kind of slow burn like there's only a very, there's very few scenes where like scary things are happening, but they're like very much alluded to and then the ending is just ridiculous
0: I've heard of it I haven't actually seen it uh it's something that I'm glad that you mentioned because. I would like to like to see it. Uh, before I forget, Black Swan uh, was a movie that was very big at the start of the decade that probably should have been mentioned. But just some of the big movies that came out, I think that it really has to be mentioned. The Conjuring, Insidious, and Sinister. Yeah, those are of, what I was
1: going to say like a minute ago.
0: <laughs> all three of those were sort of at the start of the decade. And all three of those, some people may be... Opposed to throwing sinister in there, but I think that they all pretty much created this sort of uh, paranormal other entity sort of theme that the rest of the decade would follow because they were all all three of them I thought were thoroughly good movies.
1: Um, Yeah, I agree with that, and they shifted us away from like the found footage paranormal activity like horror movies have to be absolutely true, this is real and you have to be scared the whole time into a more like, well, we can tell a story with horror movies as well. Yeah, like, I think they and... were like, that thinking was a big bridge into Good Game of It's. The It's.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I will say that It, I think the first It was also uh, very entertaining, very thoroughly, well, I keep saying thoroughly well done, but I uh, there are just <laughs> so many good movies from this last decade, it's hard to Hard to focus on all of them. So movies that I didn't get a chance to see, but I've heard were excellent horror movies, uh, would be It Follows, Get Out, and The Witch. Uh,
1: I forgot about Okay, so I'll speak to that real quick. It Follows was really good. Um, not a lot happens, but just, like, the idea of it, and there are some, like, genuinely terrifying concepts slash scenes. Uh, get Out was fine. It was good. I like, I think I've said this before. I don't know if it deserves the, like, super praise it's gotten because it like mm-hmm. wasn't super original and it wasn't super scary it was it was good though um the the witch was total crap in my opinion really <laughs> yeah i've it, heard <laughs>
0: that it was like great at creating tension
1: i mean i would it, but it, it, i will agree it might have created tension but i don't think it created like horror tension the whole time you're just like this family like it's just full of dicks like this dad sucks and then you got like the kids running around and they're all speaking trucking ye oldy gibberish and nothing happens in it until like the last like 10 minutes and i'd be fine but i don't think they did the build up well at all like i don't think i wouldn't call it tension i would call it more of like a realistic look into how shitty like whatever time period that living was
0: gotcha and I will say that I did not get a chance to see Hereditary, which I've seen is probably widely considered to be the best horror movie of the decade. So uh, my my favorite horror movie of the decade uh, is not that. Although I did like his follow-up, Midsommar. Uh, but I think that The Babadook was my favorite horror movie of the decade.
1: Yeah, I, I need to give that one a rewatch because I think I wasn't appreciating it Appreciating it as like a film when I watched it, I was still looking for like horror movie scares like I came in looking for something like insidious and then it turned out to be like a much deeper movie than that
0: i I thought that the sort of unsettled nature and the just the tone of the movie throughout that it created and sort of the feeling that you had while watching it, I thought that it was uh it was probably the scariest movie that I watched of the decade, and it was just unsettling. And I just, I, it was tense when the when the Babadook started appearing in the background. Uh, I haven't enjoyed it as much on on watching it back through uh, rewatching, but just the very first time, it just left me, just I really appreciated how it was done, and it I. I was just unsettled and didn't want to turn off the lights. It was, it was meh.
1: And now it's fucking Pennywise. It's happened. Yep. It's that's, that's what Twitter told me. All right. So any last thoughts? We are running kind of long here, so I was gonna wrap it up unless you want to throw in anything you forgot. Any?
0: Well, we do need to say that. Uh... I will actually forfeit over to you, the horror expert on this. Uh, what would you classify The Grudge as?
1: The, this new one coming out?
0: Would you classify it as Red card? Oh, or Trailer dude.
1: Trash? <laughs> dude, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I kind of still am leaning towards tra- Trailer Trash, even with Sam Raimi's involvement. And I think that just comes a lot from... I don't see the, the necessity for it because like the first one's so good and I'm not sure they're going to be able to, I know, I've said like 14 different things about this, but I think these are my actual like digested thought out thoughts is I don't think they're going to be able to spin it in such a way or create something new enough while kind of maintaining its roots that it's going to be nearly as good. And I think it's just going to come out being an unnecessary remake. But I hope I'm wrong. I'll say yep.
0: that. Well, next week we'll finally get around to Star Wars, hopefully.
1: Yeah, I'll make a point to see it by then. Um, but We'll have,
0: for the, for the first time ever, I believe, we will have a, um, a review where we have both seen the film.
1: I saw The Irishman.
0: You saw like the first half of
1: the Irish. <laughs> That's true. I I did. I saw the first half, which I finished by the way. Since we've recorded that, and I agree. I think the last like twenty minutes of that movie, some of the best like just. Like guttural, I I don't even know how to describe it. Just like seeing how lonely he ends up, like he doesn't oh, even know it's, it's Christmas. A, it's, it's it's such
0: a gut punch. It's, yeah.
1: Oh, it's painful. It, but like you, like I wanted to feel bad for him, but I was like, this guy was a piece of shit. So it really wasn't. I don't know. It, but it was it was really good. You're absolutely right on that. Okay, I'm. I don't and know, then uh, oh, we shit.
0: just for the record, the I think that we'll probably discuss the best of 2019 more specifically uh in the oscar preview episode that we'll do
1: okay yeah that's
0: fine and that's also uh, that's also letting you know connor that we're doing an oscar (laughs) preview episode yeah this is news to me
1: and then yeah we should talk some about like uncut gems and all that i don't know who even knows what the format of this is anymore the last two episodes have been so like different who knows we're just gonna float around all right i'm not gonna say our names and all that bullshit again they know who we are follow us on twitter rctt podcast um yeah that's it until next time
0: until next time (laughs)